Thanks for listening. This is the Workspace Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, James Robertson. And today, man, man, we're going to talk about how the Subway franchise model is in trouble. Now, this is one of my more controversial podcasts. I don't ever talk about businesses except in a glowing way, but I want to talk about this for an educational purpose. Now, let's face it. Franchise owners are in the business of making money and they make money by purchasing a system that's going to allow them to grow wealth. That's the franchise model. It's one of the most successful business models out there. And if you're a McDonald's, an F45 Fitness, a Smoothie King, a Chick-fil-A, the model works. And, And everybody knows that, right? Now, most franchise locations are heavily dependent on getting a strong location that commands heavy foot traffic, visibility, and they have landlords that are able to work with the franchise to create a win-win scenario. Now, over the past few weeks, I've been taking a look at the Subway franchise model for how they locate real estate compared to some of the other franchises that I've worked with, and I believe that they have some challenges here, and here's why. Subway's internal staff, they passively review properties that are submitted to them. That's just a handful of landlords, right, in a certain market. That means that the franchise owners have an extremely limited selection of options to choose from, okay, and that's not them finding the most best and ideal location or property. Instead, it's them finding the best choice from the list that they have. Again, let's talk about why this is a problem. Now let's compare your typical Carl's Jr. franchise to a Subway franchise owner. And let's look at their real estate process. If you look at a Carl's Jr. or if you look at a Five Guys, you have headquarters that gives your ideal set of parameters to the local franchise owner and they use their own broker or they use an internal real estate professional to follow a process that has to expose 100% of the available market to that particular owner. So let's take a look at what that looks like. They're able to analyze the deal history of the buildings that they're looking at. They're able to analyze which properties have the most stable tenants. They're able to analyze who their competitors are, where those competitors are at, how long they've been in business, more importantly, what they pay in rent. They're able to see all of this. They're able to pull data showing which landlords will pay for build out. That could save them hundreds of thousands of dollars. They can focus on picking landlords that have institutional ownership. Those are the guys that are gonna give you the cookie cutter leases that say they can't move on anything. The rent's gonna be what it is. They, they can't change on the on any legal provisions there. Then you have individual owner investors. They can focus there. Those guys will give you a lower rate. They'll give you more concessions. They could be next door and you can get the same location for much less or greater value. Their brokers can run multiple scenarios to determine which locations are best to move forward with at what time. So let's say if somebody in Houston is choosing between Sugarland and the Woodlands, they're able to run scenarios to see what's gonna offer the best value, which market's gonna offer the best traffic. So there's just so much flexibility. And the reason they have this access is because modern franchises have embraced new commercial real estate technology. This allows veterans in the industry to dig deeper and faster to find deals quicker than ever before. I would compare it to how your local doctor may get an advanced MRI or x-ray machine. It doesn't change how they do their job. It just makes it so that they're that much more effective in diagnosing and treating illnesses. So let's talk about why Subway has a problem. Now, Subway forces franchise owners 
to sublet properties from their corporate office. Okay, so they're not doing a lease direct. Corporate office for Subway is doing a lease and they're subleasing the space to these franchise owners. Now I can write a blog about the problems there, but I wanna focus on this. The biggest issue is that their process is 50 years old. The biggest issue is that Subway has people driving around to look at spaces, which is fine, but that's all they're doing. Subway is waiting on getting a list of properties from a handful of institutions. So maybe a new quest or a retail specific owner is sending them properties and they're really focused on just a handful of deals. So they're really, their biggest ace in the hole is they leverage their name Subway to get the best deal possible, but they're really not negotiating hard and they're not negotiating with the, the widest part of the market. So they're only looking at a very narrow set of options. So if driving around and looking at spaces is fine, we all do that. But if you're doing it without having the set of data that's already available spaces, that's a waste of time. You know, if you just drove around, just getting in your car, looking at four lease signs, and you're looking for a retail spot, roughly 10% of what you see driving around will fit your requirements. That's a huge waste of time. Remember when you see a sign out there, there's no rental rate, there's no rent history, you can't see the square footage, there's no background on the landlord, there's no information on the bank that financed the deal, so you can't tell what the bottom line is going to be for rent. There's no history on previous tenants. You can't tell why they moved out. There's no reports on criminal activity. Let me give you a quick example. If we look at Houston, after the tax day flood, there was a significant amount of retail that came on the market after landlords had to renovate. Why? Because a lot of tenants moved out because of the flood. A lot of tenants went out of business. But a year and a half later, how many people will remember, especially if they're out the state, which spaces were flood prone to flooding and which ones weren't? How many people are gonna remember that? All they're gonna see is a really nice looking building that looks new, that's been recently renovated, and is mysteriously empty, and they don't understand why. Now, if they don't know to ask about the flood history, then they may not have they may have a problem. Who knows? But the way that Subway's doing things here. They're looking at properties the same way that your local mom and pop shop would have looked for properties 50 years ago. They're way too large and Subway is way too successful for that. They're gonna be outpaced because location matters too much in retail and the strongest locations sometimes don't send their listings to everyone. The strongest locations have a waiting list where they select the strongest tenants. You could have a situation where one particular owner wants to take advantage of the higher concessions and they can receive that just simply by moving across the street to a more aggressive landlord. We've seen clients save hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing just that. And that $100,000 plus that they saved, they can reinvest that in their business. How is that to supercharge your marketing if you can put 100 grand toward Google Ads, toward just any form of advertising or additional employees? It's just a big advantage to have that kind of cash. So today's commercial real estate environment is way too fast to do things the way we did them before data became so widespread and available. I can use my CoStar app and literally drive around the market and identify real time almost all the information we discussed here. And my clients have been amazed when they sat in the car and were able just to look and, and see a property in front of them in the car and look down at the tablet and see the rental history of that property, the contact information for the owners, to see the banking information, all the stuff we're talking about here, so we can quickly assess whether or not we wanna add that to the list or move on. 
I know people have spent weeks trying this outdated method and I want you to know if that's been you and you're tired of doing that, there is a better way to get this done. I hope that sharing how some of these larger companies compete for spaces gives you insight that there are still great opportunities that are available to you. Don't get discouraged if you're looking for space and just assume that you can't get into that new quest property um, or you can't get into that property in the Galleria or you can't get into a strong location because you're a newer business. I'm telling you that you may be shocked to see that landlords just wanna see a strong tenant move into the space. They're fine with new ideas. Investors are good with taking risk. They just want calculated risk. So if you are looking for those spaces, I wanna encourage you to add them to your list and try them. You may be surprised that a major competitor has overlooked your next prime location. So I hope this information was helpful to you. Subway, much love to you. I'm not, I'm not knocking you or anything else. Um, this, I just wanted to use your example so that other people can learn from your experience. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you get your best place at the best price with the best terms possible.